What is up, Breakthrough Success listeners? Mark Verde here. In this episode, we are going to learn some seven-figure video secrets. So if you are someone who wants to be successful as a video content creator, this is going to be a great episode for you. We are joined by a guest who's an award-winning video content producer and a top 100 marketing leader who helps entrepreneurs and global leaders to increase profits, grow their following, and reach their highest level of entrepreneurial success. Our guest who joins us is none other than Kate Schnetzer. Kate, welcome Got to the it. show. Nice work on the name. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Kate, it certainly is a pleasure to have you on Breakthrough Success. There's hours of practice leading up to that moment, but in any event, it is great to have you on the show. I feel like there are so many people who are embracing video. It is one of the most engaging forms of content and with this idea of seven-figure video secrets, what do you feel like a lot of people aren't understanding when it comes to truly monetizing their video versus just putting out videos for fun and hoping something magical happens? <laughs> well, sometimes things magically do happen, but most of the time in marketing, <laughs> you have to have a plan and you have to have a way to monitor your results and to actually make adjustments on what's working and what's not. A lot of people... They have anxiety about video and so they're just like oh, okay i just did it i put it out i knew i had to but there's no plan there's no repurposing there's no analysis of the data and they really just kind of put it out there and just hope that it does well and nine times out of ten it's just not going to if you don't do it right and i want to go into something kate mentioned having a plan for each video and when i publish any video of mine there's always a plan there's email lists there's twitter there's facebook groups there's linkedin and instagram too i'm just recently adding that to the mix but there's always a when i publish this video this is my checklist and i feel like when it comes to promoting videos when they come out people are good with it but then how do we continue to promote videos we've done in the past or is there a certain time where we just stop promoting a video and let something like the YouTube algorithm take over? So I never trust an algorithm to do 100% of the work. It is nice and the way that it kind of helps us understand what's working and what's not. I mean, if we do a video that everyone literally hates, probably is not gonna get bumped up. But it's really our job, you know, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of people out there doing video and doing different types of uh, marketing. So we have to take it upon ourselves to really push it out. So any video that you do, you should always be able to repurpose it in at least 10 ways. If you can't find 10 ways to use that video to create other pieces of content and push traffic back to that video, you probably didn't provide enough value or you didn't do enough within it or it was too short or too much fluff. So with our clients, our system is really to, uh, we shoot a lot of content at one time and that every single video is planned strategically so that we can repurpose it in as many ways as possible. So that might be throwing them into beams, throwing, making clips, making, you know, transcribing it and turning it into social posts, just whatever um, is going to work for that client. We make sure that we are just creating this omnipresence because the algorithm's only going to show it to 10% of people anyway, maybe 20 if you're really lucky. So it's your job to make sure that more eyes get on it. And then you can really assess, did that video work or did it not? And Kate brings up a great point again with the repurposing because let's say you're on a place like YouTube, but 
there's going to be a lot of people who are only on Instagram. It's like we all have all these different apps on our phone, but just because we have them doesn't mean we use them. And some people, they're on one app more than the other. I've had some people say to me, like, I love your content. I love what you do, but I just don't watch YouTube. And that doesn't mean I'm going to listen to that one person say, I got abandoned ship and never post on YouTube again. But it shows that through repurposing your content, like Kate is suggesting through those clips, through the transcriptions, through pictures. And on my Instagram, I do have carousels based on the top insights from my videos. The repurposing is a critical piece. And with the idea of repurposing a video in 10 different ways, what would you recommend as a frequency? Because you could do daily content, which is something I did in the past. And like then you got 70 repurposed pieces of content you have to promote. So what's your thoughts on how often we should be posting? So it depends on your followership size. So the bigger followership you have, the more you need to post. For the average person who has under 100,000, typically you just need to post once a day on each platform. However, you shouldn't be creating new content. You should just be pushing out the existing content. So say you do a video every Wednesday, and that's kind of your episodic video that you do. And you talk about what you love and what you're an expert in. One can just be a promotional post. Hey, tomorrow, don't forget, I'm doing my episodic video about the things that I love and the things that I'm really good at. The day after could be a clip that's just a clip taken from that video that was like really juicy and pushes it back to the Wednesday. Thursday or uh, Friday could just be an infographic or a synopsis of what you talked about or your best tip from it that links back to the video. So it doesn't necessarily need to be all new, you know, really exciting content every single day. Some of it's just pushing traffic. Some of it is, I mean, it really shouldn't take you that long if you've done a good quality video. So hmm. it's really gonna depend on where your people are, how they're interacting. And, you know, back in the day, we had to do individual, like really specific content for each platform. Like our LinkedIn, we would do very specific stuff for our clients there and very specific stuff on Facebook because the audiences were different. And we do customize that a little bit. But like you said, a lot of people only hang out on that one platform and that's it. Hmm. Some people hate Facebook. Some people hate Instagram. Some people hate LinkedIn. And so you can usually pretty much use, you know, even if you have four platforms, you can mostly use most of the same content on all of them. Just keeping in mind what the audience is there for. And that is a great point to mention. Again, social networks are different. LinkedIn is more of a business social network. Facebook's more of a casual social network. You've got a lot of people who want to see what their friends are up to. LinkedIn, you've got people looking for jobs. You've got people looking to network. So you do want to understand the differences in each one. I'm going to go back to something really insightful you said, uh, especially when it relates to YouTube. Never trust an algorithm. Never rely on an algorithm. And there's a lot of videos, I do videos like this and I am very conscious about how can I rank higher in the algorithm keywords, stuff like that. But when someone is going to, let's say, do daily content and it's not daily videos, it's sometimes it could just be the, you know, the videos coming out tomorrow. There is this balance of you have to keep providing the content, but you have to grow your audience. And I think a lot of people don't really think about that, especially in the beginning. So what are some ways you'd recommend for people who do want to grow their platform, grow their audience so they have more people watching? Sure. So it depends on your goals. Uh, for a lot of our clients, they sell like high ticket services. 
<clears throat> or have course products, group coaching, that sort of thing. And so it's not so much about the big numbers as much as the quality of the numbers, like who is actually in the audience, who's going to buy. So you have to decide which one you want to do. Do you want to just have a giant following because you want to get, you know, brand sponsorships and you want to like build this and monetize the channel as it is? Or are you trying to attract a certain kind of people who are active buyers? So those two things are going to inform how you do your strategy. But you do have to have eyes on it. And you can't, for example, even know if a video did well if you don't have enough eyeballs on it, right? Because then it's not, it's not a really good sample size. Um, so one of the great ways to do that, a lot of people will do ads. That's the quickest way to kind of boost it because with ads, you're able to really understand how people are reacting to a particular video. Where are they leaving the video? How long are they usually watching? Um, what are they interacting with? What are they not? And that can a lot of times give us more insight into what's working and what's not. Even if that client is not really concerned about having a massive following, but we just want to understand what the user behavior is going to be with a particular piece of content. Like, will they go to the landing page? Will they actually buy? Sometimes we don't care how many people actually go to the landing page. We just want people to interact. And so we understand what they're doing. So ads is a really great way to do that, but you have to do it strategically or you're going to waste a lot of money <laughs> doing it. Um, organically, a lot of it is getting in front of audiences like yours, Mark, going to influencers, using their platforms, providing value to their people, and finding ways to really collaborate with other people in your industry, even if they're at the same level as you, whether they're higher or lower, just getting your name out there, getting your content out there, and then driving people to where they can find out more about you. Um, and watch your videos is a great organic way to really kind of level up very, very quickly. And another um, great way is also to bring them on your platform. So video is a wonderful way. We usually recommend to all of our clients that they have a show like this, um, even if it's just a Facebook live show and they're interviewing other people in the industry. And then you're able to use that video content as other content. So you can take the best pieces of that, turn it into other pieces of content. So that's another great way to do it. Those are some really solid strategies. Creating the content on your own breakthrough success has really been a big difference maker for me. YouTube did a big difference maker for me as well. And you mentioned a lot of your clients are high ticket, which means you're creating content with the strategy of building a relationship. And then some people buy the high ticket. Now, if we're talking about something like a book, which if you are self-published and you understand the KDP game, you know that a lot of the books are going to be around $3 for the Kindle version because that's the 70% royalty threshold. So a book isn't as hard to sell as something like a high end ticket offer. So I'm wondering if you can share with us, like what's the whole process from creating videos, posting them on places like YouTube, and then getting someone to be that high ticket client. Yeah. So um, the thing about a smaller amount item, or whether it's a widget or a book or um, just kind of one of your like front end offers is that it might seem easier to sell, but you do need more eyeballs on it. So you need yeah. to have lots and lots of traffic to, in order to, whether it's just as a, you know, a lead generation tool or you're actually trying to monetize it, you have to get more and more people. So those big audiences are more important. For high ticket, it's not so much that you're attracting tons of tons of people, but it's that you are building connection, you're building your authority, 
you're actually targeting the right kind of people who can either buy your service or have, you know, other ways to refer. So kind of your like alpha audience, people who are going to refer. Um, and so you are trying to do a little bit different. We're not trying to get just mass. We're trying to get quality. Um, so we're doing things again, like authority building, credibility building. We're connecting with them. We're, you know, addressing their pain points. We're almost kind of doing the pre-sales before we get on a call with them. Our goal is always to, once they get on the call, they should feel like they already know the client, our client. They should feel like they trust them already. They should feel like they know what they're talking about. So when the sale comes up, when the actual price gets dropped, it's not really a big deal. It's they've already know what's up. And so the, the sales are a lot easier. Most of our clients have about a 60 to 80% close rate because by the time they get on the call, they've already gone through their content. They, we've sent them videos beforehand. We've sent them testimonials. So before they even get on the call, they're primed and ready to go. So it's just a little bit more high touch than we're just selling something on the front end at a low ticket price. We're just providing a lot more relationship building that no like and trust factor. And the relationship, that is something you have to build, especially if you are going to sell something like a high ticket. And when you get on the phone with someone, you want to convert them. You can't convert everyone who goes on the phone just because of numbers and stuff, but you want to convert as many people as possible, especially if you are making the investment to be on the phone with someone. And that's where that real relationship touch, that nurturing journey really comes into play. Video is certainly a great way to build the relationship. And Kate is certainly someone you do want to know to really amplify video and use it for your brand. I know Kate, we didn't mention this in the episode too much, but she owns a boutique video and digital marketing agency, uh, which we will be linking in the show notes. You guys will definitely want to check that out if you want to grow your business using digital marketing. So with that in mind, that will be in the show notes. Is there anything else you want us to include in there as well? Yeah, no, you can um, check us out at Video with Kate. We've got some really cool um, stuff coming out, even in the midst of COVID and things, about how to really amplify your message with video, whether that's working with somebody like us or doing it on your own. And um, I just encourage everyone, no matter where you are in your journey, to do more video, get out there. But don't be afraid to put your face out there. People love video and they love to interact with you. And um, I think that the more and more people get on video, the better their businesses will be and the quicker that they can grow. I definitely agree on that. Doing more videos has helped me a ton. And if you want to help yourself, definitely go in the show notes, check out all of Kate's resources. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of Breakthrough Success. And thank you, Kate, for joining us here today. Thanks for having me.